Hello and welcome to Healthbeat Poets podcast. I'm Helen Shepherd, a poet who's worked as a midwife and writes about birth, health, the complexities and joys of caring and those whose voices are often unheard. Healthbeat Poets, for your podcast pleasures, are the spoken word poets who connect with communities around health. Expect fantastic stories. Well, I'm talking to the most fantastic poet, T.S. Idia, in my garden with lots of blankets, hot tea, lemon and ginger, I think we're on, aren't we? Yeah. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have the wonderful T.S. Idia to chat with about their take on poetry and health. T.S. Idia is a writer, performer and activist, once deemed to be in very poor <laughs> taste by their hometown council. Their work explores queerness, mental health and the delicate balance of sadness and joy we find congealed in the cracks of everyday life. And I've had the absolute pleasure of seeing you perform spoken word as a humble slam performer, captivating punk poet, and front the most fun cabaret events, (laughs) including running a radio show. So my first question is, why T.S. Idiot? T.S. Idiot. I've always really enjoyed the, um, I guess, the allure of bands and band names, and I've always wanted to be in a band, but I can't play anything. Yeah, and I've, I've grown up with loads and loads of musical tastes, and all these people, there's this big legacy in punk of all these people, like Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious and mm-hmm. all these like pseudonyms, um, and Rat Skaties and The Damned. Um, and tons of, and polystyrene of x-ray specs and all these really amazing like quite poetic names um and that just really appealed to me and i don't think when i started writing and performing it didn't really occur to me to do it under my own name because for me it was performing it was a bit like being in a band but without having to play all these instruments that i couldn't play um yeah and i think the name i think the name came as a joke i think one late night i think when i was still studying yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it came from, but where is my friend? My friend Lucy um, kind of suggested it as a joke, and it kind of stuck. And I like. And I do. I like T. S. Eliot. It's not. It's a world away, I suppose, from really my kind of poetry. But and the T. S. is my initials, and the idiot. I like. I, yeah, the word idiot. I've kind of been quite important to me to reappropriate and adopt that kind of name because at various points in my life, in education and. Yeah, society at large. I think I've been presumed to be maybe a bit of an idiot, and and I think that's something to celebrate. I think I think I'm quite an intelligent idiot. <laughs> and also, whenever you see the name on posters or advertising for events, it's instantly memorable, and I guess it acts as an umbrella yeah. for all your interests. Yeah, yeah, it works that way, and I think and it, and it's almost a bit of a mask. I can separate myself and increasingly when I'm just trying to work on myself and be me Tom and then T.S. Idiot is you know they're the very outgoing the performer the writer the you know and that that helps and it, I suppose it kind of came from confidence or underconfidence as well I think having a stage name and having this name that you can kind of adopt and become when you need to helps quite a lot for me anyway yeah, yeah and I know you as both now do you write song lyrics yeah, I think that's how it started. Again, it's that wanting to be in a band and that kind of... Yeah, I, I don't know why, I just always... I think when I started to get into punk music especially, and I just... I love that idea that you can just pick up something and just do it, whether you're any good at it or not. Um, and I started writing, kind of writing 
lyrics for kind of bands that never were really I was always trying to get friends to form bands with me and still am really to some varying degrees of success (laughs) yeah Um, so yeah that's that's how they started and I think I'm always partly writing with that in mind and a lot when I do do music or work with any musicians they tend to be quite kind of brief kind of lines and sentences that quite chop up nicely yeah Yeah. and why poetry we are quite a small percentage of the population we are we are yeah so let's not forget this we are we're a special started to do almost accident i think i went to a couple of open mic things at university and no one has ever taught me i didn't didn't really do that well at english at school i was never really nothing really captivated me and the kind of this wish to write and and perform was always a kind of bit of a fantasy and bounded lyrics you should do more Mm. and maybe and started to write about it and then i think i'm sure we'll talk about later when i started especially to touch on some of the mental health and loss and relationships and identity stuff then that started to connect to people and then in the last kind of five years when i've met a lot of other poets like yourself and and got more into poetry and seen what a wide and broad world it is it's kind of yeah i can see my that's where i sit you know and it is a really broad church as well so it really, is yeah. absolutely i really that i think bristol has a really really special way of doing that of holding so many very different people um yeah and it is and it is and i seeing seeing projects like music as genres you know i suppose my where i've kind of come from is people like john cooper clark and attila the stockbroker and he's like punk poets and that kind of legacy but then i love listening to things that are so far away from coming from other people's influences and experiences and it's often the spoken word and the poetry that you don't like which actually has the biggest impact and i love and things that are experiences that are so different to me i love hearing stuff like that you know there's been loads and loads of poetry by people of color recently and and mm, poetry yes. by women talking about their experiences and i i love that because it's it's, it's an education yeah there's a, a lot more openness about ourselves too now your spoken word performances are always humble <laughs> intimate and authentic thank you whereas your events are high energy and playful <laughs> yeah can you tell us how you express yourself because it's a real contrast hmm. yeah and it's a contrast i've been kind of trying to work out really over years i have i have written especially in a kind of certain period of a year or two I was writing poems that were just very high energy, very funny, very kind of, some of them were kind of political or things, you know, mm. in a way kind of easy, like for for an audience, which I enjoyed, but then I, I got to a point when I felt like I wasn't people for, or maybe they are just brash and very, you know, and I think there's a real balance in there, like I said about the sadness and joy in life. I, I love the humour and I think you can find yes. humour in even the saddest and darkest things and that's really important to me. But yeah, but that kind of balance and I think that is quite, indicative really of who I am really I am quite outgoing and and alive and funny and energetic but there's this other side that I want to also kind of hold and honour really of this like quieter side this thought that I want to hold those two things yeah but I think when it comes to a room full of people and especially events and when I'm bringing together people I think the energy from that comes as much from everyone else and my love for everyone else as it does from me you know I think that just does naturally energise me yeah yeah so which I've found I think the last few months when we haven't been able to perform and be in rooms together I've been writing much gentler quieter stuff more introspective work because I've been away from that energy which is difficult to be away from Mm. that but it has been yeah kind of finding my own quieter kind of 
energy. Yeah, which has been something I haven't really done before because I don't really switch off unless I have to. But we've all had to, right? So Yes, it's imposed, but it's also... It does allow you to explore different areas of yourself, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Have you been writing different things, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, just without that... <coughs> I guess I didn't really see it as a pressure before, but I suppose it was that there's definitely a part of me as a person and as a performer that wants to be liked, that wants people to understand what I'm doing. So I have written to entertain, I guess, more in the past. I've, I've got a lot of, yeah, a lot of poems that I know will just be entertaining and will kind of <laughs> get a room laughing or, or together in some kind of sense. But yeah, I've been writing more introspectively and that's become more of a journey for me than I ever kind of thought it would do and especially with mental health and identity and sexuality and I've been able to use my writing as a way to kind of explore that just for myself and I have been sharing it and it's been really a beautiful process sharing it but I guess for the first time in a while I've been writing for myself to kind of mm. understand things about myself um, which I hadn't done for a long time really so yeah and what sort of things have yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Understand yeah. about yourself yeah. through that. I think this last kind of year or two for me and my queerness and my sexuality and my identity in that way has been quite big journey for me and the journey that I've had space to do as life has kind of shut down a bit for all of us. Um, so I've been writing a lot about that and then a kind of celebration really, I've, I guess been thinking about a lot of the difficulties of that and the struggles that come with that but I think ultimately yeah celebration and I've and and finding that community amazing amazing global community of queer people um, even despite the fact we're all a bit separated at the moment um, so I've been writing quite a lot about that and exploring yeah I think a softer more feminine side I think mm. um, yeah I just decided myself that I never really sat down and thought about properly it's always been there but I maybe never kind of sat down face to face with it and had that conversation and then also mental health as well mm. I think I've always touched on mental health in various ways but this year when we've been so alone in not a terrible way necessarily but quite like profoundly alone and having to face parts of ourselves that we haven't looked at for a long time and I've definitely had a big kind of journey of mental health <laughs> and how I see myself and how I look after myself and how I relate to other people um, so yeah that's been a big I've written quite a lot of poems around mental health and yeah just kind of working myself out I know a lot of people especially work, write, starting out in writing have stories to tell Yeah. what's a way that they can find to write about things like mental health yeah um because it's tricky, isn't it? It's really tricky, yeah, it's really tricky. And I think one of the first things is getting over that fear. Because that's kind of how I started with my poetry. And then I got to a point when I thought, this is too much, people aren't going to want to hear this. Or, or what about if people hear it and don't like it? And it's such a personal thing to give and that'd be really painful. So I kind of shied away from that for a while and just stuck with writing kind of more entertaining, kind of funny pieces. But actually in the last couple of years I've come back to it and really tried to see it as and then had some kind of faith in it that actually if I write how I feel and who I am then mm. you know not everyone will understand but 
but a lot of people will yes. you know and you'd be so surprised and I think it's really trying to have that trust that that I suppose a that it will it will speak to yourself and that it will really help you and that's first and foremost but then secondly that there's so many people struggling with probably very similar things mm. as you are and yeah. and we have this role when we can put that in words and that's quite an amazing thing to do you know and you don't have to try and save the world with poetry but I mean I always find the the thing that encourages me to kind of keep going is just every so often when someone kind of out of the blue says hey what you wrote and what you what you read at whatever event really spoke to me and that really you know and that's a real like it's a yes. real real privilege so I've yeah I've learned to trust that if I really really try and know myself and write poetry to myself and about myself then then other things will kind of follow mm. and kind of trust in that process but it's hard just to be so because it's not encouraged in the general world to be so vulnerable and so yeah no it isn't so yeah. it isn't and um I think probably your energy in all the different um, creative, artistic fields that you do yeah. must take a huge amount of <laughs> does, planning yeah. and yeah. thinking about how uh, how to engage other yeah. artists and poets, and you do that so beautifully and generously. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but at the same time, to bring so much. Yeah, I think that's maybe what the missing thing has been was that there was a lot of outgoing a lot of producing and putting out and maybe not quite enough time with myself to actually think about you know and you can get quite lost that way so I've felt a little bit more grounded which has been like a hard and painful process sometimes to really look at yourself and kind of take yourself apart and build yourself back up again it's a difficult thing to do but ultimately yeah I kind of feel ready when life starts to open up again coming from a a more secure point or a, yeah a firmer kind of point to yeah. start making because it does yeah it does take a lot of energy I think and yeah yeah because we're always as poets and creative people we're always kind of quite pushed to look at the next opportunity and what else yeah. and where else we can go with it and what we're going to write and what we're going to make and that's quite hard and I think you have to yeah you have to allow things to come in as well and busyness is yeah. a great distraction <laughs> yeah but it's also I it's a real balance of adrenaline, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes the adrenaline can take us into, you know, it's hard to come back again. Yeah, yeah, and I think I've definitely kind of, yeah, noticed that. I think, yeah, that distraction, and it's... I didn't really realise how many distractions there were until life kind of went on pause. Yes. And to suddenly be left alone with just... It's good, good background noise. Life, life being life. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think to suddenly sit there and think, kind of, what am I? Who am I? When all is, you know, when your work might have stopped and when you can't see everyone that you love, and when you know life is on pause, to sit there and think, oh God, like, what? What am I? <laughs> yeah. What's left? And um, still survive. And still survive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without that adrenaline, without that. Um, yeah, because I do think, and I definitely see it in poets, like, there is an adrenaline rush, and we. I think we all often get quite nervous and we're often quite shy people in a way. There is a rush of performing and mm. doing, you know, like I feel it and I, I love it. It's one of the things I love most. Um, yeah, but it's interesting when you take that away and what you kind of, what you're kind of working with. Yeah, yeah. different energy. Yeah, really different energy. Yeah. yeah, I think I've always been scared that 
that without that there'd be nothing I've always been kind of looking to the next thing and the next kind of rush of adrenaline the next performance the next yeah so it's taken me a while to adjust to this mm. new pace of life isn't going to be really exciting all the time for a while embrace the mundane yeah so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so that's been kind of that's been interesting and quite quite new and I know your poetry is far from mundane. Yeah. Absolutely packed with imagery and storytelling. Thank you. Would you like to share a poem with us? Yeah, I thought kind of on the theme, I'd share one that I've not shared before. Um, this is when I was is it in October. Yeah, so three-ish months ago, I was sectioned. Um, it's the first time that's happened. It's like a strange, strange experience. But ultimately, the start of doing quite a lot of work to look after myself and just be with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I haven't, I've kind of reread it over today for the first time in quite a while. But this was, um, yeah, it was strange because I was sectioned and I was kind of exhausted, but I was quite, uh, quite lucid and with it. And it was quite boring, really, ending up there for about yes. 24 hours and you're suddenly there and you kind of want I guess I was there because something in me kind of snapped and I needed a break I needed help I needed some kind of support but then I was sat there thinking like this is quite boring mm. <laughs> I've, I'm just sat here now and, and waiting for someone to kind of help me so I, I scribbled some things down yeah I kind of thought in a strange way like well this is the only chance I have to do this so as there must be a poem in this so I scribbled down some ideas and in tough places and tough situations in our life it can be the most prolifically yeah productive can't it yeah I think so and there was definitely a moment there when I kind of sat down and was like okay how do I feel about this and allow myself to feel and write about it and I've kind of kept on doing that over the last few months because um, I'd written down and kind of played around with them and yeah for me this is like a, a, almost a starting point of a new part of my life I suppose a new mm. And the first kind of lot of poems I've been writing that reflecting more on where I am now. It hasn't really got a proper title, but it's just called Poem One Three Six at the moment because that's the the section number. The, I've kind of written a little note above that when I perform it, I wanted to introduce it by talking about being sectioned and the idea of kind of being uh, kind of being arrested for being criminally sad. Which is quite a, <laughs> quite a funny thing to happen in a way. But, and uh, poignant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so this is it. I said I'd never hurt myself again unless in self-defence. Said I'd find self-worth, work out my weight in pounds and pence. But money doesn't make a man, least of all when you've gone mad. When everything you despise about yourself is all that you can see When mistakes are made in millions in perfect harmony When you know your every weakness and just how to exploit it When every space between your organs is drenched in disappointment I don't know what makes me feel like this But I have suggestions for improvements I don't want to disappear but I want proof of better movement I want to be more than my regrets, made up of more than bitterness. I want to do more than endless existential whack-a-mole with every problem, every hole. Filled with what I find to hand, those quick, fixed telesales of the soul. I want to look inside myself and know with some certainty what I'll find. 
I want to greet the sadness that lives rent free within my mind. To trust myself to make decisions to move beyond a lifetime that's left deep incisions that I don't know how I'll ever heal. I've been in here since 8am. One of the nurses is quite friendly. The others are just doing their job. So far the highlight of my day has been watching The Simpsons with a lacklustre egg sandwich sat next to a man who holds hell in his head. They say I can talk to the doctor soon. I hope they know how to help. That's that one. Taking a breath, that was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. And, um ongoing, humble and intimate and engaging. Thank you. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice to share, especially at this point I think, a little bit further along the process of looking at where I was and kind of where I want to where I want to be. Yeah, because I don't want to just kind of forget that whole experience and bury it. You know, and neither yeah. do I, I don't want to uh, you know, flagellate myself and Absolutely. You know, feel awful about it, but I think, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a checkpoint of my life. You know, that I can, that feels quite healthy to think about and to kind of say that was that and that's how I felt and yeah. Where do we go from here? You know. So. And there's so many, so much of your poem that resonates with so many of us. Yeah. Thank in, you. In different places of our lives, and the the wonderful thing about poetry is you don't stay rigid in the moment. You know. As poets, we change and keep rewriting our own maps, don't yeah. we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and that's something that that comes with experience, I suppose. I kind of at one point I thought, oh, maybe I can only be a funny poet, or maybe I can only be a sad poet talking about mental health. But you can you can do everything. It's just it's a cliche, isn't it? But it's finding your voice. It is. And I think for me, I can look at moments like that, which you know, really really difficult moments but I can see a bit of humour in that and I can see a joy in that even and see you know some kind of yeah something else than just the kind of bad moment so and having your own voice is something that takes time and patience and yeah. experience what does that mean to you uh yeah definitely ongoing and that patience thing I've yeah I've this year maybe learn what patience means more than any other time in my life <laughs> yeah yeah and it, there's something about I mean all, all people do it right we're all trying to grow and we're all trying to mm. yeah to to get better in a way and there's so many so many points at which we're supposed to compare ourselves and judge ourselves on that you know I'm going to be better when I have a partner I'm going to be better when I have this job that I want yes. to be better when I have more money and yeah, there's all these quite arbitrary points in which we're supposed to feel better, feel more whole, feel more human. <laughs> um, and that can be amplified in a way sometimes when you're writing or making any kind of creative work about it. Yeah. Um, but I think something I've been thinking about recently is actually it's just lots of little parts and there's not going to be any big epiphany, there's not going to be any big moment when any of us are better or whole or totally who we're meant to be you know it's just all these little moments that are just yes. going to keep building up and coming away and coming back again forever um, yeah and I found definitely found a kind of 
peace in that you know yeah like even like with my poetry like a poem like that that's not the be all and end all of who I am it's a part of me that I want to talk about sometimes but it's a piece I think so that's and it's celebrating all the aspects of ourselves yeah, isn't it I think so yeah and that's that's where you find your voice right I think yeah you trust that if you're honest to yourself then that will resonate with other people and you also kind of make peace with the fact that yeah you're not going to write one poem that's suddenly you and your voice it's going to be like a really ongoing yeah journey yeah that feels a really perfect place to finish our chat I think so yeah and Tom T.S. Idiot it's been a real pleasure thank you hearing your take on poetry and health thank you thank you for your time very welcome <laughs>